0: Welcome to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I am your host, Tara Reinbolt, and it is my mission to help you take back control of your life, overcome burnout, and reclaim your happiness. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. I went from totally burned out human resources professional looking to find my purpose in life to finally kicking burnout to the curb and finding my God-led mission, If you're ready to start living your best life today, like right now, literally this second, then you've come to the right place. Consider me your own personal business and life coach. Now let's get this party started and dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I hope you're all having an exceptional week. And I am so excited to dive into today's episode. Number one, because it's episode number one. Hello. (laughs) How exciting is that? And number two, we are going to set the foundation for overcoming burnout and managing stress moving forward. So that is exciting, my friends. Before we dive any further, I have to say two things. I am super thankful that you chose to listen to this podcast. I know there are so many others out there. And I know because on a weekly basis, I'm looking for podcasts to listen to because I'm kind of a podcast addict. Hence me starting my own podcast. (laughs) And number two, I have to say, Congratulations for A, searching for a podcast and B, actually hitting the play button. (laughs) That's a big step. That's a step in the right direction. And if you cannot identify with the word burnout, do not move on from this podcast (laughs) because today's episode is specifically designed for you, my friends. Because a lot of people cannot identify with the word burnout, and I will definitely get into the psychology behind that, partially into today's episode as well as in next week's episode. Now, next week's episode is going to cover the last two phases of burnout. There are four phases in total, and this episode is going to cover the first two. Now, the reason why I am splitting it up into two different episodes is because, A, it's too much to go over in one episode, and I really want you to get the most out of each episode. And in order to get the most out of each episode, I need to provide you with just enough information to ponder as to how it relates to your life currently. And if I provide you with too much information, that goal will be missed, my friends. And I do not want that to happen. (laughs) So B, most of you probably listening may not be able to actually identify with being burned out. And instead, you identify with being stressed out instead of burned out. And that's okay. You've come to the right place because we are going to cover what that looks like for you today. Now, before we go any further, I have to call out the elephant in the room. (laughs) Now, you might be wondering what it is that I'm referring to, and I am referring to the name of this podcast. Before you chose to listen to this podcast, you were probably thinking, is she going to talk about God, Christianity, religion? And the answer to that question is kind of. (laughs) Now, more specifically, I have to incorporate God into this podcast because I have to give credit where credit is due. And also, I am not the type of person that is going to show up day in and day out as someone that I'm not. You are going to get the real me 100%. And that means the good, the bad, and the ugly. And as we get further into these episodes, you're going to know exactly what I'm referring to when I say you're going to get me and all of me. (laughs) The 100% true Tara is what you're going to get, okay? So be prepared. And the way that I overcame burnout was through lots and lots of prayer. (laughs) It did not come easy, my friends. Also, through self-reflection and self-coaching, which I am going to teach you how to utilize these tools. Second reason is the goal of this podcast is not only to overcome burnout, but it's to help you learn to manage your stress in healthy and effective ways. Which leads me to the third reason. How you stay out of burnout is to find your God-led purpose. That's how you move into living a happy and fulfilled life. Once you've figured out what you were put on this planet to do, literally everything falls into place and life becomes easy, almost effortless. So instead of going through the motions of your life day in and day out, you will then move into living your life full of purpose and inspiration, which leads us back to finding your purpose is really your insurance policy for staying out of burnout and never going back to that horrible place again. <laughs> so, yes, God will be incorporated into this podcast because if it weren't for Him, I would absolutely still be miserable instead of living a happy and fulfilled life. Now, I will get into my journey on another episode because I think it's important to know who you're learning from, and maybe my story will help give you the courage and inspiration to make some positive changes in your life. But moral of the story, whether you identify as a Christian or not, you can take the principles and practices of what I cover, and you can take it or you can leave it. It's entirely up to you. Although I am a little biased because they are effective, what I incorporate. And really, it never hurts to try something new and see for yourself and come to your own conclusion. (laughs) So that is the gist as to why you will hear God in this podcast here and there. But like I said, you can take it or leave it. Next thing I want to cover is what is a life coach? <laughs> I'm sure you are also wondering what in the world is a coach? I thought coaches were only in the world of sports. And that's not true. There's a whole another world out there. And it's called the land of Facebook where coaches hang out. <laughs> so A life coach is someone that is trained to get you the results that you want. A business coach is someone that helps you achieve your business goals. So as you can tell from the podcast title and information that we covered, I specialize in helping women overcome burnout and manage their stress in healthy and effective ways. Additionally, I help women uncover their God-led purpose which may lead to them starting their own business, which is where the business coaching portion of this podcast will come into play. I have eight years of corporate HR experience and my specialty when I was in HR has always been building out each department's strategy and designing their workflow, which includes creating systems for each department to follow In order to do their job successfully without the stress and overwhelm. So it all kind of ties into helping you stay out of the overwhelm, managing your time effectively, managing your stress effectively by creating a designed life that's going to get you there. So we will cover all of those fun things on this podcast. So now that you know what you can expect from this podcast, and what in the world a life coach is, <laughs> and what it is that I actually do for a living, I am going to go into the method that I use when coaching my clients. And then in addition, this method is going to be used throughout this podcast. I'm always going to bring it back to this method. So I have to go over it as part of laying down the foundation of Of helping you achieve your goals. So, in this case, your goal is to overcome burnout or to manage your stress effectively. So, how we do that is by utilizing something called the model. And the model was created by the founder of the Life Coach School, Brooke Castillo. Now, I'm not sure if you are familiar with her work, she is amazing. She makes very complicated concepts and turns them into super simple ideas. And you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about here in a second as I explain what in the world the model is. So the model is circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. And what I mean by that specifically is that your circumstances Create your thoughts. Again, your circumstances create your thoughts and your thoughts generate your feelings. Your thoughts generate your feelings and your feelings are what drives your actions. Again, your feelings are what drives your actions or your inaction. And lastly, your actions are what is creating your results. Now, I know this seems super obvious, like I just mentioned, a super complicated technique or concept, and then it's broken down into something that's really obvious and simple. So, this is what we're going to use in order to create goals for ourselves or when you want to solve a problem. It seems obvious, but when we go to create a goal for ourselves, We are always focusing on the action. The best example of this is your New Year's resolutions. You come up with several of them. I'm going to work out. I'm going to work less. So all of these are focused on the action. You're never once sitting and thinking about, well, what are the thoughts that I need to think in order to actually work out four days a week or in order to actually Stop working 60 hours a week. I'm sure that has never entered your atmosphere ever. (laughs) So I know it sounds obvious, but for 99.9% of you out there, I'm sure that this is definitely going to be a new way of thinking, which is super exciting because it's going to change your life. Trust me, it changed my life and I know it can change yours as well. I wanted to touch on the model because throughout this episode, you are going to hear me refer to the model as circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. So it's going to be something that I am going to continuously weave in and weave out of today's episode, okay? Furthermore, think of it like this. The circumstance that we're talking about on this podcast in its entirety is burnout. Or managing your stress is the circumstance. So I guess that's kind of an easy way to think about it, to set the foundation. So now we're going to get into what in the world is burnout? (laughs) Finally, right? Burnout is defined as a state of physical and mental exhaustion caused by Excessive and persistent stress. If left unresolved, can lead to clinical depression. So, burnout is not the stress of everyday life. Typically, burnout is created by doing too much of one thing. For example, working too much, stay at home moms, because they're never off the clock. It's a 24 7 hour job. Taking care of a loved one. Again, too much of one thing. No wonder God warns us against gluttony because there are consequences for doing too much of one thing. And our consequence here is burnout or an extreme amount of stress. So moving forward, I will provide examples of each phase. And that being said, the process to overcome burnout can be used for any type of burnout, whether it's work-related, taking care of your children, taking care of a loved one. But I specialize in work burnout and will be providing you with my personal examples, which are all work-related. So just a forewarning. Now, you can take the signs and symptoms of each phase and truly relate it to your particular situation, whether it is work or not, okay? Okay. So we are going to get into the first phase of burnout. Yay, finally. The first phase of burnout is called the ambition phase. It's during this phase that you're super focused on the future and you're so excited. You can't wait to get to your destination. So your ambition is propelling you to take action that is going to allow you to meet your goals. So, what does this phase actually look like? Number one, you're trying to prove yourself to someone else or yourself. I know this was the primary reason that propelled me into the ambition phase. It took me literally two years after I graduated from college to finally branch into the human resources world. And when I got there, I hit the ground running. I'm sure you've heard that phrase before. I've used it in my interviews multiple times. (laughs) I am your gal that can hit the ground running. And that is exactly what I decided to do, which is what propelled me into the ambition phase. I was trying to prove myself to my mentors, my colleagues, and even to myself, because it took me two years. And I'll tell you what, during those two years, I was extremely frustrated. Like, is it ever going to happen? So finally, when I got there, I did not look back. I was going to show anyone and everyone that I was amazing and that I deserved to be there. So how did I prove myself? I tried to learn anything and everything that I could to be good at my job. I got acquainted with my coworkers, what it is that they did. I got acquainted with other departments and how I was going to work and collaborate with them. So I was trying to learn anything and everything in order to gain the skill set to be good at my job as well as help me move into the next position and move up in the career ladder. So within doing so, I was happily taking on new responsibilities. You're actually kind of volunteering at this point. Like, me, me. I will take whatever you've got. Throw it at me. Because you think the more responsibility that you're taking on and the more that you know that you're going to be able to move up the career ladder. It's going to help propel you into that next promotion that you have. You've got your eye on the prize and you're taking the action steps to get you there. So these are some of the things that you're doing in the ambition phase. It's also important to know that you're full of creativity here. You're super ambitious. So your creativity as it is at its highest. You're thinking outside of the box. You're trying to make waves in this ambition phase. You're extremely productive and efficient. And that's why it's during this phase that it's really easy taking on new responsibilities. And you're super excited and hopeful for what the future is going to bring. So your need for success ultimately is pushing you to work harder. And in addition, during this phase, recognition from others is only going to fuel your work ethic, right? Who doesn't love to hear how amazing they are? <laughs> I think we all can raise our hands for that. If you hear, oh, you're doing such a good job, keep up the good work. You're going to keep up the good work. <laughs> and in your mind, that is working harder that is showing your peers, your colleagues, your mentors that you have what it takes to move to the next level. So that is what this phase looks like. Now, what happens during this phase is because you're eager to take on new responsibility, because you're creative, you're productive, you're efficient, you're coming up with all these amazing new ideas and you're just adding more and more to your plate and the ambition phase. And what happens when you add more and more to your plate, my friends? It eventually spills <laughs> and it spills over and that is what propels you into the next phase, which is phase two. And it, this phase is called the if only phase It's during this phase that ultimately you have too much to do <laughs> is really what it is. You're focused on completing your to-do list. The only catch here is that your to-do list, it keeps growing. And no matter what, you just can't seem to catch up. Your main thought during this phase is if only I could get this done, I would be satisfied. So on a daily basis, you're actually thinking, if only I can get X, Y, and Z done, I'll be happy. I can't even tell you how long I was in this darn phase. So what happens is you're taking on too much because you want to prove yourself in the ambition phase. And what it does is it moves you into the if only phase. And now you have too much to do because of it. And because you have too much to do, you've started to neglect your own needs, such as going to the doctor, going to the dentist. You no longer go to the grocery store. You no longer go to the gym. It's during this phase that you're starting to cut things out of your life in order to make more room for the very thing that is actually burning you out. In my case, it was work. In your case, it could be something totally different. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, burnout can really happen to multiple situations, such as being a stay-at-home mom or taking care of a loved one. So it doesn't have to be centered on work. But as I mentioned, for the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to give you my examples, which all center on work, unfortunately. (laughs) So during this phase, you're starting to neglect your own needs. You find that your relationships with your family and your friends have actually started to become strained because you're starting to disengage from them. You're starting to slowly no longer make time for them. In my case, it was I was working late all the time. So I started to see my husband less and less and less. And because of this, our relationship became strained. Naturally, right? Who wants to eat dinner at eight o'clock at night on a daily basis? I'm sure none of you, right? I'm sure most of you can agree with that statement. Additionally, Friday nights, I would be at work and my justification for that was during my eight to five, I am interrupted over and over and over again. So when everyone leaves at five, I'm able to finally get my to-do list done, right? (laughs) Which is insane. And furthermore, my justification was, well, I have nothing else going on the next day. So why not work? Why not get this stuff out of the way? Because again, my thoughts were, I need to get this done. And if I do not get this done, next week is going to be a hard week and I cannot risk not meeting this deadline or I cannot risk not getting this done. It's just going to cause me more stress. And ultimately, my fear of having more stress was causing me an extreme amount of stress because (laughs) I was spending so much time thinking about the consequences of not getting something done, which propelled me to stay and work. So you see how the model comes into effect here? The circumstance, for example, is I had a deadline and I wanted to get it done. So my thought is, and in order to get this deadline done, I need to stay at work and work late. And the feeling was anxiety. And once anxiety washes over you, it's like, oh, I can't. I can't not get this done because if I don't get it done, the consequence is going to be that I'm going to miss my deadline. And then and then it leads back to my thoughts again. People are going to think that I'm not reliable. You know, this could negatively impact my job if I don't get it done. So then I literally get on the hamster wheel of all of these crazy thoughts, (laughs) which is where the model comes into play. Your circumstances create your thoughts and your thoughts generate your feelings and your feelings are going to be what propels you into action, which in this case, for me, it was staying to work late. And as a result, I was making less time for myself Less time for my responsibilities, like going to the grocery store, cooking. So then what happens in this phase is your appetite is actually changing. In this phase, I can recall going to get fast food because it was I wasn't going to eat at ten o'clock. I wasn't going to get home at eight o'clock and then make a meal for myself and then eat at nine thirty, right? So, I was getting fast food on the way home. And thankfully, I gained too much weight, probably because I was so stressed out. So here, again, your diet may have changed, such as eating fast food, maybe you're binge eating, or you're simply not taking any time to eat. Because in your mind, you do not have the time. (laughs) It always goes back to the time factor, doesn't it? I don't have time for that. So what you're doing essentially is you're cutting out time by not cooking, by not going to the grocery store, by not seeing your family and friends. And you're taking all of those things that you're no longer doing and you're creating time for the one thing that is causing you stress, for the one thing that is propelling you into the burnout rabbit hole, my friends. So this is what the if only phase looks like. Now here, you're starting to become forgetful. And the reason why is because your battery is operating at a much lower level than it did when you were in the ambition phase. So for example, You wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning in the ambition phase, and you are 100% fully charged and ready to go. So you're operating on all cylinders. Therefore, you're productive, you're efficient, you're creative. Now, what's happening in the if-only phase, you're waking up at, let's say, 80%, which as you know, there's a big difference between 100% and 80%. And so you're waking up at 80%. So as the day goes on, your battery is getting lower and lower and lower. And as a result, you're becoming forgetful. The details may become elusive to you during this phase. And it's simply just because you're operating at a lower level. And because your brain is operating at a lower capacity, you're going to be waking up in the middle of the night because think of it this way. Before you go to bed, you're operating at 10%, right? You can't think straight at this point. It's time for you to go to bed and you plug your brain into the charger. And once it gets to 100% because you're getting your sleep, your brain is going to wake you up. And it's going to say, hey, you forgot to do X, Y, and Z today. Or maybe you had a conversation earlier in the day or a situation occur that really didn't go your way and you were stewing on it. You couldn't stop thinking about it because you know you should have handled it differently. So finally, now that your brain is fully charged and you're at 100%, it's saying, hey, this is how you should have handled the situation. Or, hey, you have this on your to-do list tomorrow. You forgot to do it today. Why don't you do it tomorrow? And that is why your brain is going to wake you up in the middle of the night. So it's during this phase that you will experience reduced sleep. Or you may be experiencing reduced sleep because you're choosing to go to bed later to wind down. This happened to me all the time during this phase. At the very end of burnout, actually, it was so bad that I would literally wake up in the middle of the night and I would start writing things down. And the reason why (laughs) I resorted to writing things down was because I thought if I get it out on pen to paper, my brain is going to stop telling me all the things that I need to do the next day. I'm not going to be waking up in the middle of the night anymore. So I would write a to-do list before I would go to bed in an effort (laughs) for my brain to not wake me up telling me what to do. (laughs) So I hope that is painting a picture for what this phase looks like. And in addition, in this phase, you're starting to actually experience the stress and you're thinking to yourself, oh, it's par for the course. It's just part of my job. It's just part of this situation, such as taking care of a loved one or your kids. You know, everyone that is in the same situation or the same circumstances as me is experiencing this. So, what you're doing is you're starting to normalize your reality. So, in order to deal with your stress, you may find yourself drinking more. You may find yourself picking up bad habits that you kicked to the curb a long time ago, such as smoking or overeating or even taking drugs. Now, this actually happened to me, and I'm ashamed to kind of admit it, but I stopped smoking multiple times throughout my HR career and for like a long period of time, for a year or so. And every time I got super stressed out, I would justify and I would give in to start back up my bad habit of smoking. The stress in my life justified me to pick that habit back up of smoking. And in addition, I was drinking more during this phase because I'd get home in order to unwind. It was like, girl, you deserve a drink after the day that you've had. (laughs) So why don't you have a drink? And then it turned into, well, why don't you have another? Because you know your thoughts are going to be spinning on a loop and you're not going to be able to sleep. So have another glass of wine while we're at it. Because in order to be effective and great the next day, you need to get your sleep. And you have a habit of waking up in the middle of the night. (laughs) So have that glass of wine, Tara. Go for it. So unfortunately, I fell into these bad habits that I'm talking about. So another thing during this phase is you experience the Sunday dread. Now, what this looks like is you wake up on Sunday and you've got the devil on one shoulder telling you, Oh my gosh, do you know what you have to do this week? It's gonna be crazy. You have too much to do and no time to do it. You're fully booked starting at eight o'clock tomorrow, Monday morning, all the way until Wednesday. Oh, and then you have a deadline on Thursday and Friday. So, how in the world? Are you going to get your deadline done when you haven't even had time to start on it? And so the devil's telling you, why don't you just get to work now? (laughs) Meanwhile, it's Sunday and you should be having some rest and relaxation. And you have the devil on one shoulder telling you, get your ass up and get to work. (laughs) And then you have the angel on the other saying, No, in order to be happy and healthy and in order to be efficient and to do a good job, you need to rest and relax. And so what happens is it's creating this dread. It's creating this resistance all darn day. Literally, you're feeling, you're going back and forth. I should, I shouldn't, I should, I shouldn't. So finally, towards the end of the day, now you're starting to feel anxious because you feel guilty that you didn't do what you maybe should have done and it's starting to stress you out and Monday hasn't even rolled around. So instead of spinning out on your thoughts and worrying about all the things that you have to do and the fact that you have no time to do all the things, you are thinking, ah, well, why don't I have a glass of wine? (laughs) It's going to help me sleep and I'm going to avoid all of those crazy thoughts that are giving me anxiety about the week to come. So that's what the Sunday dread looks like. And let me tell you, my friends, it is not pretty. I feel like literally the Sunday dread, it just takes over your entire day. So, the only good day that you have on the weekend is Saturday. Yay! Or not. (laughs) So, here you're actually going to start to experience headaches as well. Or I should say you're going to start to experience some physical symptoms. Not everyone has the same symptoms, but you may start to experience headaches. You may start to experience some indigestion problems. And This is ever so slight. So it's not noticeable to the point where you're going to come to the realization that you're having indigestion or you're having headaches or whatever physical symptom that you're having. You're not going to come to the realization that it's due to the stress in your life, but you will have them and it's going to be ever so slight. Furthermore, in this phase, you start to become indecisive. And the reason being is because your plate is so full and you want to accomplish so much. And you truly believe that if you have the time, quote unquote, that you will be able to accomplish all of the things on your to-do list. So what happens is you become indecisive because you simply have too much to do. And you do not know where to start because you know you need to get all the things done. And you're experienced a decrease in your ability to pay attention to the details. As I mentioned, you're becoming forgetful. And lastly, you're starting to skip your hobbies. As I mentioned earlier, you're starting to take away the time that you would normally spend On something such as hanging out with family and friends, such as doing your normal day-to-day responsibilities, you're start starting to slowly decrease those. So you're starting at this point to skip your your hobbies, such as tennis, running, or journaling, or maybe you like to read the Bible. These activities that you once did on a regular routine basis are becoming less and less and less because you're taking that time and you're putting it towards the very thing that's stressing you out. So this is what the if only phase looks like, my friends. I hope I painted a picture for you. (laughs) Not that this is a laughing matter, of course, but moral of the story and the biggest takeaway that I want you to take out of today's episode is that as innocent as the ambition phase is, and the phony phase, because you may be thinking, as I mentioned earlier, you may be normalizing, you may be justifying your situation. This is just a normal part of my job. This is a normal part of the situation that I'm currently in. Everybody is dealing with the same stuff that I am that is in my position. And the fact of the matter is, is that's not the case. And I want you to understand that when you're actually entering the ambition phase, what's happening is you're creating an entirely new habit. So before the ambition phase took place, you were meeting your obligations in your personal life or in your career life or wherever the burnout is not in, right? So for me, my burnout was in work. So I was actually meeting my personal obligations. I was going to the grocery store. I was hanging out with my family. I was hanging out with my friends. I was consistently running on a daily basis. Well, that's not true. It's not like I was running seven days, okay? (laughs) But you get the picture. I was fully present in my personal life. Then I entered into the ambition phase and I was totally blindsided by my ambition. I was only focused on getting from point A to point B and climbing that corporate ladder and nothing else mattered. It sounds pretty cruel, <laughs> but it's really what happened. And that's what happens To some people, not all, but it happens to some people when they get into the ambition phase, they're so focused on, you know, getting from point A to point B, climbing the corporate ladder, succeeding, meeting their future goals, that they're rewiring their brain to take a new course of action, and the more you take the same action over and over again, such as working late. It's creating your world of of burnout is what it's doing. So let me give you an example of a habit that I would get into or a new habit that was created for me when I was in the if only phase. My husband would call me at 5.30 every day, mostly as a reminder to get my ass home. (laughs) But The conversation would go the same every single day that he would call. When are you going to be home, Tara? Okay, I'll be home, let's say about six o'clock. I just have to send out a few emails and then I'll be home. And what happened was get off the phone. I would get into that email and I would be so focused on what I was doing that I wouldn't realize that, oh, it's 630. I said I would be home by six. (laughs) And of course, I wasn't getting home by six because it was already past six at this time. So the same conversation took place every day. And the same, I chose the same action every day. I'm just going to focus on these emails and then I'm going to get out of here. And because I chose the same action every single time, I now created a new habit. So when you're put into a situation over and over and over again, and you're taking the same thoughts, feelings, and then action, ultimately, it's going to give you the same result. And that is just propelling you further and further into burnout. That's how it works. I'll give you a different example. Think of a smoker. They always have a cigarette with their coffee, right? The moment they quit and they have a coffee, their brain is saying, you need a cigarette. (laughs) Why? Because given the same situation, their thoughts are automatically geared towards, I need a cigarette. So do you see how the model works? Your circumstances create your thoughts and your thoughts create your feelings, and your feelings create your actions. That's how habits are formed. Another thing that occurs in the ambition and the if-only phase is whenever you start to think about the situation or the circumstance that is causing you stress, you immediately think, I don't have time to deal with this right now. I'll get to it later. So what you do is you put that stress, you put that thought to the side and you tell yourself, I'll get to it later when I have more time. (laughs) How many of you can relate to this? Raise your hands. And the reality of it is you're never going to make the time to get to it. And the more you do not make time to deal with with the red flags that are coming into your life and the more that you avoid actually handling and processing your stress, you're not going to realize that you actually have a problem. You're never going to be able to manage your stress effectively or overcome burnout or steer the ship to the right path. You're not going to be able to do that because you're not willing to take the time to analyze what is going on so that you can fix the problem. So that is another takeaway that I want you to take from today's episode. Takeaway number one is you are on the process to forming new habits. And the faster you realize that you're creating new habits that are leading you into burnout, the faster you will be able to course correct. And then takeaway number two is in order to overcome burnout or manage your stress effectively, you need to realize where you're at in the process so that you can course correct, as I just mentioned. Remember, you can't fix a problem if you don't even know that there's a problem. That is the goal of today's episode is to help you identify if you're currently in the burnout process. And even if you still after today's episode do not think that you're in the burnout process, it is extremely important to stop with the I'll get to it when I have time habit because you're never going to be able to solve the problem that you're encountering if you don't even recognize that you have a problem. That is why the first step in overcoming burnout or even managing your stress effectively is self-awareness. You need to stop and you need to analyze where it is that you're currently at. You need to check in with yourself. That is the first step to overcoming burnout. Now, in next episode, we are going to get into the last two phases of burnout, which the last two phases of burnout are more for the people that actually think that they're in burnout. The first two phases are more for the people that think they're actually just experiencing stress. The difference is you're totally unaware, (laughs) typically, that you're in the burnout process, in the ambition, in the if-only phase. But when you get into the last two phases, you're definitely aware that there's something going on. And we're going to get into that in the next episode. I did not anticipate going as long as I did today. So I appreciate you hanging in there with me today. And I hope that you found value out of today's episode And I'm really excited to get further into the process of helping you overcome burnout. So week in and week out, we are going to take it one step at a time. I'm not going to jump around to topic to topic. We are going to take you from step A all the way to step Z in order to help you overcome burnout. And then once we do that, we are going to get into other topics that are going to help you stay out of burnout. So stick with me through this podcast and I promise you that will help you achieve your goals. All right, I appreciate your time. Talk to you later. Lastly, thank you for listening to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I hope that you found value in today's episode and I pray that you will make the commitment to take back control of your life and that God will give you the courage to move forward to live the life that you were meant to live. If this episode at all inspired you, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to the Burnout to Bless podcast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and leave me a review. By subscribing, you'll be the first to be notified when new episodes air. And by leaving a review, you'll help this podcast get noticed and hopefully change someone's life. If you're ready to take the next step to overcome burnout and live the life of your dreams, email me at coachinginfo at burnout, B-U-R-N-O-U-T, the number two, blessed.com. Again, that's coachinginfo at burnout, the number two, blessed.com to learn more about my customized coaching programs. Now, remember... Rome was not built in a day. All you need to do is take it one step at a time, my friends, and I promise you, you will get to your destination. Until next time,